Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Welcome to Latart on Location. I'm your host, Steve Latart. And guys, when you spent more than 20 years of your life traveling the road, first as a NASCAR crew chief and now as an analyst for NBC, you are bound to meet some interesting characters along the way. Today is no different. With Latart on Location, I try to bring you closer to some of the personalities I've connected with and a whole bunch of great places. So sit back and get ready for some off-the-grid conversation. Today, in a suite above my favorite racetrack, the paperclip Martinsville Speedway, with none other than 10-time winner. I tried, told him it was worth 12, but 10-time winner, Clint Boyer. Clint? So funny. I'm sitting here listening to you. I am sitting here listening to you. I'm like, damn, let's hard. Oh, that was actually it. pretty good. He's clearly it. reading I'm it. Reading, I wrote it. So you followers that are, for some reason, yeah, listening listen. to okay, us so right listen. now because you have nothing better to do. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Yes, I am Clint Boyer. Yes, this is Steve Letart, and we are on location. He has his own koozies for crying out loud. I love this. I love. I, you could take this over for me. Yeah. Could I sublease my podcast? We are here you? at Martinsville, and it's awesome. In a suite with and no we are beer. Under caution, no beer. There's people having fun on both sides of us in their suites with beer. You're the reason we have no beer, though. And we have. Because you have to qualify later. If you didn't have to qualify, we'd have beer. Horrible timing. Horrible timing. If you okay. Would have done this on location. I know. After qualifying, it would have been a lot better interview. Well, <laughs> be careful. Do you have any plugs that I need to read? Or no, nothing. Or? I don't have any sponsors. I got nothing. You mean you actually did? You can read all. To yes. Where you can I got all your stuff, man. I know a lot about you. Do you have a guy? No, I'm the guy. You're looking at the guy. You have a gal. No, we have research groups, up, but they won't see, help me here. You call them researchers. The researchers. Did they, they don't help, help me here. you come up with all this? They did not. There's no possible way. You took time out of your golf schedule during the week. I did. did some of that. As bad as I played this week and as financially deficit I was in, it would have been better if I'd have done this all week. I just, I don't know how one would ever have enough time for golf. Well, I got two kids. One that goes to South Charlotte School, I got to drive to. I mean, I squeeze it in. Squeeze it in. Squeeze it in. But which game? The first game of the day or the second game? I played three days this week. Three, Three days of the week. (laughs) <laughs> three that's three okay. of your four days like people say like when you throw out a week that's not a normal person's seven day week that's like four days but here's the difference you had four days to play with and you used three <laughs> of them i'm sure your wife reminds you of this as well you had three days that you spent on the golf course See, but here's of the, your four but my wife's office is in the house so she loves Go she do something. Leave. Like, she's like, hey, yeah, go play. Whoa. Oh, Big man. This is going to be tough because oh. ADD is the two of us man, are in a truck race going he, on. He the slutty man. He doesn't want to win. Doesn't want to win, clearly. Well, they got 100 laps to go. I don't know. All they, right. They were door so, door. yes, my guest is Clint Boyer, as you can tell. 12 wins at the Cup Series. Um, 10, I think. 12? I found 12. 10. 10. 10? See, that guy knew 10. Don't tell me that because the researcher told me 12. <laughs> Oh, so now, now we're back to there is a research. Russell told me twelve. Only I 10? was starting to think that, you only won ten. Uh, uh, yeah, only ten times. I should have won twelve. 
I know. Only one ten. You unfortunately have the same problem I have. What? Your career lined up with Jimmy Johnson's. Exactly. I'd still be in the garage. I'd have like fifty wins of a crew oh, chief if it wasn't for him. Way good. Be signing autographs. <laughs> so, so th- I got to hear. I got. We got a lot to cover, but this is the one I want to hear. Your kid. We're not gonna go all the way back. We know the story. You got a couple brothers, motocross guy. You end up in cars. Yep. Run pretty good. Oh yeah, three, yeah. you get an ARCA ride. Yeah, big big opportunity. You know. So uh, who was that for? Uh, take before the RC. The brakes and back up to O two. O two. Okay. Two thousand two was definitely the year that put me on a map, so to speak. It was the year that opened my eyes up to, all right, I don't have to punch time cock anymore. I, I think I can honestly make a go out of this. I can, I think I can make a living. And it was because it was the first year that uh, I got an opportunity to drive on asphalt. Uh, all of my background was on dirt, dirt modified racing. And uh, 2001, at the end of the season, uh, three guys came up to me sitting there after the race, one, having a beer the old man's got elvis blair and let me tell you something when we won races back then my dad you think i am out of control my Nothing. dad is the most loud obnoxious prick that's a lot ever be of winning his motto is you show me a loser i'll show you a winner boy <laughs> and i mean to tell you like would rub it in so bad till the last person left like blaring elvis as loud as you could hooting and hollering and drinking beer celebrating that win um so when people see me doing that that's where that came from but where i'm going with this at the end of 2001 i'm sitting here and and uh three guys come up to me ask me if i'd be interested in racing uh asphalt late model at i-70 speedway across the river in kansas city i'm like hell yes duh i mean what that's an easy question you guys (laughs) yeah it was um jeff stacy jamie hager and jeff cassidy those three guys just so happened to be the three guys that put Jamie McMurray on the map. Ah, that's right. where you always there's a door open. Always there's a there's a reason, yep. and um, that was my first opportunity as a you know a, a big time opportunity in racing. <clears throat> so because you say asphalt before that, you're doing your own dirt 2002, stuff. Two thousand two, we're racing our dirt program just right. like we always did at Lakeside on the weekly racing series, which was a very very good program back then. And uh, it was an opportunity to go over and, and, and race on asphalt. These guys built an awesome late model. We built it over the off season. Went over there, had no idea what to expect. Boom! Win the first race of the year. End up winning a championship over there in a different region, Damn. different racetrack, asphalt. First time I'd ever been on it. Won in that other region. Oh, by the way, over at Lakeside, and really, really got some national exposure. Got Sonic Drive-ins as a sponsor um, through a regional level. That got me the opportunity my foot in the door to have Richard Childress look at me because Sonic Drive-Ins was on the side of Kevin Harvick's car. Now we see all the mm. things, all the doors, all the opportunities start coming together. So really 2002 was the year that it all started for me. 2003, going back to where you started in your research. Yeah, I didn't get um, O2. This I stuff's not on the I internet. I'm going to have to update the <laughs> Wikipedia page. So far you're you're uh, not doing very well. You, 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 I, I do appreciate you giving me I'm trying to give you two more. Than I earned. You wait until he hears that. Wait now till Russell hears this. Listen to this opportunity. This cat calls me. Scott Trailer owns uh, a Racing Boys um, radio show in Kansas City. You probably heard of him. He yep. actually runs the Chili Bowl. Buys an MB2 car at an auction. Pontiac MB2 car. Calls me. Hey. The old pointed slope nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the car was pretty sexy. Yeah. Sweet yep. car, man. 
again, we're racing asphalt late models at I-70. That was the nicest car ever. I, mean, I race dirt modifieds. Right. You see an asphalt car, it's like oh, yeah. like a bunch of drag racers, a bunch of clean guys. They don't have clean. grease on their shirt or dirt. If you get Actually, their nice. white crew chief shoes are white. Yeah. They're not brown. <laughs> um, I mean, like, these boys are pretty boys, right? Drag racers level. And he calls and asks if I would want to run the Nashville race. In Nashville, at Super Speedway out there, uh, just outside of Nashville, of course, again, the answer is yes. Are you kidding me? Wow, what an opportunity. How much is this going to cost? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, I remember, I think it was, we scrounged up $25,000 somehow. It was mainly what I had won through that weekly racing series, how I was telling you that was such yep. a good program. I mean, literally almost making a go out of it racing the weekly racing series. Um Gave him the money, rented a car, and we go to Nashville. I'm like, hey, man, we don't. who's going to crew this car? Yeah, right. Who's going to crew chief? He's like, listen, I, I've got a guy. I really honestly think just get me the money. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> I got you. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. First things first, you give yeah. me the money, and I got the rest. Tell you what, if you yeah. like that, I got some property, exactly. too, for you. Right, yeah. right, right. Smoking hot deal for you, <laughs> yeah. right? Just give me $25,000, i will handle the rest. I'll take so care So, listen, we land, or, or actually, Dad and I drove to Nashville. <laughs> Those weren't landing days. We drove. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, get there, and Scott takes me over. We picked this cat up at the airport. He's like, this is a crew chief. I'm telling you, I met him down in Mooresville. This guy's good. Well, Mooresville, like still, I'm from Kansas, right? Yeah. You even were probably already established way more than I was. When you think of, of Mooresville, it's almost like like heaven. Yeah, everyone like there it's races. A, it's, well, the, it's it's like it's not even it exists. Right, you know what right. I mean? It's like people think of moonshine in the south. Like, <laughs> ah, did you really make that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Damn right it is. You know, like, Morrisville didn't exist, right? Right. It was not reachable from where we were at. Um, we picked this cat up. He gets off this plane, and he's got a, a carbon fiber Simpson briefcase. That was the guarantee. And you a backpack. Yep. That's <laughs> it. No luggage. No nothing. A backpack and a carbon fiber Simpson briefcase. That Simpson briefcase had four shocks in it, and that backpack had four springs in it. Those four shocks and those four springs almost won that race in Nashville. No kidding. No kidding. We went to the Hutch truck and bought a left rear spring. I remember it, I think we went 25 pounds down on uh, 25 pounds. Didn't even have – that tells you how <laughs> equipped we were. Had to go buy a spring, bought a spring. I, I couldn't remember. And, brought them. Uh, so put these literally that's what we ran. And guess what? That guy's name was Trent Owens. Oh, I was wondering where it was going to all yep. circle back around. Trent, now, Trent knows the stuff. Isn't That's it great. amazing? It's like about the time you think nobody's watching, yeah. opportunities like that in life come. And, and uh, to this day, you look back on all those opportunities, and it's like somebody was watching, man. It's somebody crazy. loves me, and I have no idea why. <laughs> I, listen, I drive home every day thinking, I don't know how this all <laughs> happened, but I hope. Well, I don't, we've all seen your wife, Steve. I'll tell so you, listen. I don't we, know when we this. thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, I think, my. that's how NBC, they're like, look, if they convinced, he must be able to talk. So Damn just hire him. Yes, if he could convince her that he's the guy. So All right, so you go to this ARCA race, and now you still working at the body shop now? Or you Hell done? yes, we, so, we painted the car in the body shop. Okay, so you get done with this ARCA race, and the story I was told, and I want to hear from you, is you get the call from RC. Oh, absolutely. And get you back say home. BS. Now, hey, listen, man, we're back home. We're back. Back to punch the time yeah, card. Right, right. I, I'm back to, to – and by the way, didn't win the race, finished second, had the race won. We didn't have a pit crew when we went there. 20 laps to go. We pitted earlier in the race, leading with like a four-second lead and went out like 20th mm. when the caution came out. So 
at the end of the race, 20 to go, caution comes out. Trent's like, We're, we can't pit. Well, yeah, Mario right. Goslin pitted and passed uh, me with 12 to go <laughs> on that Mario race. With but we had him. Shoes. If we'd had a pit crew just halfway capable of of maintaining a couple positions, we'd have had that race won. But uh, that's how it all went down. Get back to Kansas. Guess what? When you do something like that, you're in cloud nine, man. Right. Oh, Everybody yeah. saw it. You're in the paper, man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, a big deal. Yeah. Speed Sport News had you on there. But still, what they don't show is your back broke. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You, <laughs> you spent everything you had for that opportunity. Say, now you, you're back to ground you zero. Spent 25 seconds probably paid. Well, now what do we do? Three grand. Oh, yeah, five yeah, grand, yeah. You know? It wasn't 25000 <laughs> I can promise you that. So, lost all this money. Like, Excited beyond belief because of the opportunity that may be presented from running like that, right. but scared to death because we are literally broke. Right, right. And phone rings. Three o'clock in the afternoon at a body shop. Let me tell you something. At a body shop, things are a little bit brash, a little bit rough yep, on the yep. edges, man. You, you pick on people a lot. There's no feelings in a body <laughs> shop. It's We have a, we had a tremendous amount of fun. <laughs> and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're really worried about one thing and one thing only. Who's buying the beer that night? Right. It's like, two hours away and someone has yeah, to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like, who's buying beer? And we always used to play a lot of pranks with each other on that. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Phone rings. And it's a little lady asking if I'll take a phone call from Richard Childers. I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, dude, this is a low blow. This yeah, right. isn't funny, guys. Like, you know I'm a little sensitive <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> a little vulnerable here, man. This is not funny. And, and I mean, I couldn't find any of them. Nobody was, like, giggling behind her mm. toolbox or anything. I'm like, I know they're doing it. So I'm like, yeah, right, lady. I played along with them, and I did what everybody else does with the prank. I hung up. I hung up. Steve. On the lady. You didn't get RC on this the phone first. This is a phone call from God himself from in that situation. <laughs> I mean, I was getting ready to say So here. it would be like his secretary calling and, and, and offering a phone call from yeah. Jesus. No. And, uh, <laughs> well, so so I, I hung up on, on Sandra, which was his secretary, still is to this day, and um, we have a lot of laughs over that. But phone call rings again, 336 area code, just like the last one. I'm like, Get on the phone. Going a long ways for a prank. Hey, let me tell you, it was him. Oh, boy. This is Richard Childers on the phone this time. No questions about, is this Clint Boyer? No questions about, were you the one he who was, run good and yeah, natural? right. Hey, I got to know something. Did you really just hang up on me? I was like, <laughs> how do you answer that? I mean, this is the one opportunity. I was like, I blew it before it ever even started. <laughs> he hadn't even heard my voice, and I just blew it. He's like, dude, he starts dying laughing. He goes, and he was like, hey, come in here. You know, I could tell he was telling oh, yeah. somebody, like, hey, this idiot just hung up on me. <laughs> so 630, another wreck, Steve. Oh, They're piling up one. big time that's off the floor. Uh, that's the truck race here at Martinsville with Clint Boyer with on location four cars at Martinsville. piled up. Off of turn four, four of them. Count four em. of them. We're going to touch your TV prowess. You called that wreck pretty good. But. Yeah. Do we have a uh, – we don't have any station identification or any sponsors we, to plug or anything. No, we man, we got nothing. We, could, we got blue def uh, diesel exhaust fluid in Oakley. You got, <laughs> hey, I, thanks, see, man. Throw your stuff out here, I man. You I give was, me time. To, you know, you come on some one's podcast. Hey, listen. Thinking that you're, a man you're of trying the to help them out, like a little charity work instead. I'm a man of the people. We don't have anything to plug. That, that, you don't never know if Blue Def shows up as Did a podcast sponsor. It's gonna be so you. That's a, so you hung up on him. the next morning. Yep. Let me tell you something. Guess where I was at? Welcome, North Carolina. Oh, you were, he I said come big. and you were going. This redneck picks me up at the airport. Mm -hmm. Jacked up Suburban. Hey, man. Gets out. Wranglers. Cowboy boots. I'm like, yep. Right place. this guy. <laughs> you know who it was? Mike Dillon. 
<laughs> Austin and Ty's <laughs> dad. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Hey, man, uh, Rich told me to come get you. Just uh, uh, He really didn't say what to do, and I'm late for the kids' ball game. Let's just – would you care about going to the football game with me? <laughs> I go – and I'm talking I ain't been there two hours, and I'm at Austin's, like, <laughs> football game at school watching football with the Dillons. Have no clue still to this day. Like, literally have no clue how I ended up with Mike, or he didn't either. Yeah, right. And now that I know him and have had all the friends and all the, all the nights with him, like – we still laugh about it. He goes, man, I don't. Richard just called and said, go pick you up. I, I don't know. Mike's the son-in-law. When you have the son-in-law duties, you do whatever the daddy-in-law <laughs> yeah, does. He didn't hang up. He no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't hang up on Richard. <laughs> no. So went to the Dillons, stayed with the Dillons that night at their house, complete like stranger. Had no clue who they just are. Just come on in. Come on in, staying in this huge house. By the way, you can see the lights from Richard's house across the street, and it looks like a, a – Hilton over there lit up <laughs> like Fort Knox, and your parents are calling. Hey man, what what? You're right. What he say? You're like, oh, I haven't seen him. I, I, seen, I yeah. don't know. I just his son-in-law picked me up. <laughs> we kind of piecing game. all this together. Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? You got in a motel? I'm like, no, I'm no. upstairs in this huge house. <laughs> uh, like, this is pretty weird. That's like I say, like Tuesday, right? Thursday, I still haven't seen this guy. Never, never called. Never did anything. Dylan's still, still going to Dylan's house. He, like, I go down to the bush shop and and hang out with the guys like during one. the day and and like, hey, uh, finally Thursday comes around and I hear. I mean, the cars are loaded up and yeah, gone. Right, right. And I was kind of Will Lynn's down there, you know, and and I say, hey, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but my bosses are calling and kind of yeah, wanting like, to know, am I coming back to work or not? <laughs> You need me to stay a little longer, by all means. Yeah. I'm here for good, I mean, buddy. Well, this is where I want to be. But if not, and this deal ain't going to work out, I kind of need a job. <laughs> so I call Richard. I had his number. I'm like, hey, I, I know you're fixing to leave, and, and I know you're busy. I, I just I kind of need to know what's what's going on. I'd like to have an opportunity to talk to you before you know you leave for the weekend. Uh, my boss is calling and is yeah. wanting to know what's going on. Boss? Oh. Well, just tell him don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I'll see you in a little bit. That's it. <laughs> Never saw him again. Like 10 o'clock that night, and knowing Richard and his worth ethic. That's an to, easy one for a guy. Age, don't worry about him. Just don't worry about your job. <laughs> All good, man, as long as you're going to provide yeah. that job from now on. So 10 o'clock that night, still hadn't heard from him. Cell phone rings. Hey, yup. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I wasn't. I yeah, was right. in bed. By the way, this family is in bed, too, so <laughs> what What do you need, right? Here, he's like, I'm going to come get you. We'll go to dinner. I'm like, 10 o'clock? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. game. He comes over, picks me up. It's Tahoe. We go over to this little – so this day, it's the only time. I drive by it all the time. I always tell people, like, when you're giving your tour, you know, right, people right. from back home. This like, is the spot. That's the spot. To this day, I've never been back in this place. So, I mean, sketch as hell. It's probably the only place it was open yeah, at 10, 10 o'clock where right. we went. But winding up and down this two-lane road, he's running 90 and a 30, and it's, like, rolling. Um, and uh, there's that's where he said He hired me right there on the spot and put me in. It was an uh, unbelievable opportunity. Still to this day, it's fun to, to talk about those days and, and the way all that lined up. And it's amazing. When I went back and did my research that you have questioned, because it's been a little factually has struggled, 04, you share a seat with Harvick. Yeah. 05, Xfinity full-time. Couple wins, couple poles, sixty-eight points short, right? Of yeah. Truex Jr. And then 06, I was I thought you ran more Xfinity. 06, boom, Cup rookie. Yeah, that was like you we ran quick. really well that year. 
Because this is back with Here's the full the thing, year, there right? Two it's things, a whole year. And I told my old man, I was like, listen, there's another problem on the racetrack. Oh, by the boy. Way. Uh, I told He's the gonna old make man, the pit I road. said, this is the opportunity. We're not ready for it by any means or any stretch of the imagination. I know that. But this is a window. I'm telling you, somebody's going to be in that car. Right. I've got to figure this out. And, and Whoa! That's absolute. Look at them. There's They're everywhere. Six of them there. Off of turn two, six of them, two of them stop, man. There is going to be some pissed off guys now. Now we've got some action. Look at that. You know, the it's Burton. a parking lot off of two. <clears throat> I see some fist pumping out hey, of the. Hey, is that uh, Moffat right there? That is Moffat. So he was the one that. He was the one smoking. He has a mechanical yeah, issue. Yeah, well, he got in that last wreck, obviously. Yeah. I mean, look at these guys. I saw oh, some 17 is done. The suite next to us, they're fist pumping. That's the uh, safe flight Harrison Burton two over. So I assume Harrison got through it. Look how much it's such. <laughs> that, that screams Burton. <laughs> He's always got to have everything perfect and everything's yeah. just oh, nice. Yeah. And everybody, even his fans are better. <laughs> Look at them. They're, They're all have matching uniforms they do. They on do. and. Like, I feel like if you and I had a, a suite with our fans and our people Wouldn't look in like it, that. No. No, I agree. No, it would probably be hanging off already. Yeah. Like, it would be so many people yeah, jumping a blackjack down, table in the fun. back. Yes. There would be a couple kegs open. Probably beer cans and oh, yeah. whiskey bottles in front of it. It would be kind of a one-shot deal for us. I'm not sure they'd let our fans no. back. Well, but they would tell the story for many years to come. They would. All right, before the big wreck then, you were telling your dad someone was going to be in the cup car. You oh, yeah. You figured out. 2006, I mean, it was very, very apparent Richard was looking for somebody right? and needed somebody. Yep. Um, and, and we ran good enough in 2005. You know, it was – Truex and I were both we, – we were – they were obviously cheating worse than we were, and uh, um, he beat me that year. But that was the opportunity for both of us right. to put us on the map and got us our opportunities. So I, I want – because I've heard this from other people, when, when they – not race one Daytona, but I mean, soon into that year, four, five, six races into your Cup debut year, where you were like, "Holy crap!" Or you, you feel good, you know? Because nowadays, Saturday yeah. to Sunday is a huge step. Well, in the my craziest opinion. thing is, even then, even in 2006, when I was in that Cup car, I was still was a huge learning curve, still learning tracks, asphalt, mile and a halfs. I remember going to St. Louis Gateway mm. in a car and thinking, "My God." Who in the hell built, built this, this thing? thing? Why? You could have built 17 <laughs> tracks with the asphalt they spent on this thing. Like, <laughs> gateway. Yeah. Where's, where's then, the groove exactly It's here. a mile racetrack, right, but right. you go to a mile and a half and then finally get on the high banks of Daytona. <laughs> Dude, how many racetracks could you build with what they spent there on, on just asphalt alone? But I remember having that mentality and rolling into those racetracks. But, again, going back to 2006, I hadn't been on asphalt that long. Right. I mean, that, when I say when I, when I am really going back and looking at it, you know, that year at I-70, that was like 15 races maybe, maybe 15 races. The next year was like 12 or 13. And then 2003 when I ran out of Arca yeah. car, it was only a few, like a handful of races. Like I'm talking very, yeah, very, you're, you're very racing. green in and. You know, on the asphalt side of things, then you get in a heavy car, and right. that's a whole different deal. I mean, that's what uh, we've seen so many drivers that were awesome short trackers, uh, whether it was a dirt car, a modified, a late model, um, you know, an asphalt yeah, right. modified, you know, those East Coast boys. I've seen a lot of crazy talented drivers that I'm like, dude, trust me, this guy gets in a race car, we're all in big trouble. Right. And just couldn't do it. I've seen it, it from the Bush very, North guys between the weight of the car and yep. the speed. Like you talk about yep. size of the track, like 
nowhere do you warm up at 160. No, no, no. no racetracks do you run that fast. So the arrow and just the speed in general. Not that the speed. The I'm not saying it's fear. It's kind of like wolves, the air so thing. Speak, and that aspect of it, that terminology is is never more apparent than it is in our sport. There is no preparation. There's stepping stones, but then that last somebody that's jumping in the deep end. Yeah. You either sink or swim. And you, I mean, you, you definitely swam six seasons with RCR. A lot yeah. of good time, a lot of good numbers. Had a, I mean, one there. Time. Love, love the whole, you know, was literally family. One of the hardest things that I ever had to do. I knew that I needed to. Um, and, and to be honest with you, the opportunity was was a different opportunity. And, mm-hmm. and someday the, the book will tell that whole story. Right. But where I was supposed to go isn't exactly at all where I landed. And, and that opportunity was the one that kind of led to my exit. Um you know, at RCR, it was an opportunity of a lifetime. It was a no-brainer. Every, anybody in racing would have would have went for that. And then all of a sudden, that thing evaporated <laughs> all in the time. Like, we're talking contract in hand, all done, going to sign. And I'll never forget it. Again, these damn owners. Let me tell you something. If an owner ever calls you and you're in the middle of a contract negotiation or anything of that, that yeah. aspect, and they call at 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. do not answer. Go <laughs> straight to the bar and get drunk. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I, hey, my I, bad. You no. said to be there at 6.30 next morning. That's what I was I was celebrating, man. I, did, <laughs> I missed your call. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life is answering that man's phone call that night because it was a crushing blow. Still have that contract in my desk. Never. Still have it. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I was a crew chief for this whole span, 06. I started in 05, yeah. so we were in parallels. Um, oh, well, you know, because 07 – we got to tell this story. This because this is actually let's go back. You were still at RCR in 07. Yeah, Charlotte Bonfire. Oh hell yeah! So, so wait a minute. You've went by the the biggest thing that any driver has ever had the obstacle that that I had to overcome. Yes, 2006. Yes, it was my first year. By the way, I'm 25 years old. They hand me a Jack Daniels sponsorship. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I said Jack Daniels. Yeah, that that's a like, bad. Oh, my God. I mean, we all grew up, you know, hitting the old bottle every <laughs> now and then. But at that age, like, right. yeah, you stuck so around the old Bud Lights, man. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. You weren't ready for brown liquor. You went to that level. You was you was out of shape. And you had to pr- be a pro with it. Jack Daniels straight off the bat. And, and literally every single appearance. It ruined not only, like, it ruined <laughs> – my friends' lives? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, when you come, it's your package, right? Yeah, right. All my childhood buddies, yeah. everybody, you know, you walk into a bar, guy doesn't hand you a, a beer. Yeah, no. It, hey, it, uh, it. let's take a shot of Jack Daniels. Yeah. I would rather you punch me in the throat <laughs> than just make me just arrive with a shot of Jack Daniels. Warm, by the way. Just nothing to nothing to warm up with it or anything. Just a just a shot of Jack Daniels. Oh. There is not a human alive that, like, does that. Not a shot. I love that. On it, that's right. It's a good little. So sipper. literally, like my childhood best friend Zach, he's he called. Hey man, we we gotta do something. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean we? What what's wrong? We need a new sponsor. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, the next thing I you know when I'm in the car, I don't look over and see your ass sitting there. Yeah, like right. it's it's me, bud. Well, I know, but man, this is out of shit. I'm I'm out of control. <laughs> Drinking Jack Daniels. This is this is out of control. <laughs> like. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> it's the same way with me. 
<laughs> so two years of Jack Daniels, man, driving a car. I mean, you're literally a superstar. That sport was our sport was it was unbelievable. Um, and you have Jack Daniels as a sponsor. Every appearance, yeah, everything right. you did, you had Jack Daniels in your hand. Mm. Like. You were out of control. Here, Jack <laughs> and Coke, and let's go to a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go as the Jack Daniels driver and say, "Hey, I'd like to order a Bud Light." <laughs> like that doesn't that Gosh. doesn't work. Never thought of that. That's an aggressive dude. Super. I'm telling you, I am almost as proud of surviving those two years as I am my whole career. Because <laughs> if you can do that, you can do anything. Trust me, that was tough. So then we go to uh to wherever the hell your question well was. charlotte you're gonna kill me at a bonfire jack daniels jack See? daniels did it the you feature went uh, you don't come up with dumb shit like that without jack daniels we have had so so where you're going with this well i've just wanted to let everybody know that you're the only person i've been to a lot of bonfires but never pallets on the asphalt in the bus lot you win the award so we uh you know when you win you've got to celebrate yeah we've and, Back to your dad's right. days. Yeah, right. You gotta, I mean, people got to know that you won. Right. And there's only one way. To do, you can't just stop. You're like, I, it drives me nuts to see a guy get out and win a race and just go home, go to bed. Uh, yeah. What the hell? Like, there's no guarantees. You got to get it another one. It makes you hope that they never get to visit <laughs> again. Like, give yeah. somebody else that yeah. opportunity. This guy doesn't deserve he it. He doesn't deserve it. it. Like, he obviously doesn't appreciate it. Right, so. right. Well, let's just go to bed, you know. <laughs> We're going to wake up in the morning and start working again for the next one. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh. Celebrate that thing because it just might not ever happen again. And even if it does, you need to enjoy it right. with your friends. And there's too many people at this level that are responsible for you being there. It isn't just you and your old man and the old dude right, headed right. to the racetrack anymore. It's hundreds of people that are dedicated to that victory, and, and it's theirs, right? It, it's, it really is. Um, even as a crew chief, like, yeah, yes, oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're managing the people and steering the ship, but at the end of the day, the ship is, is built by them, you know? So um, always appreciate, you know, those celebrations. But back to Charlotte, yeah, we, we got into having small fires, and then they kind of caught on to our ways, and they did away. I had it contained at first. <laughs> trash cans, man. I yeah, had it in yeah. a trash can. Just a simple burn barrel. Burn was, barrel. Yeah. Well, went green on us. No more <laughs> metal burn barrels. They're all plastic barrels. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how long a plastic barrel lasts in a bonfire. Not very long. We've tried it a couple times. Hence, I yeah. think that plastic is still there today. <laughs> but we, man, we went around there that night and a lot of nights um, going around. And you can't come up with as much stuff to burn as one would think. I actually was shocked. Out of track. I thought it was going to be easy. Like when you put out the search party for, for tangible things that yeah, right. will, you know, be in a good burn, you can't find any. I mean, you're, you're getting down to, hey, man. <laughs> I need your lawn chair. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If there was more wood lawn chairs. We're going to we burn go. the chair. Like, Gordon. It, it is, it's surprising how little things there is to burn at a racetrack, especially after a, tr uh, after a race. But, uh, yeah, those were those were good times. Those that were was. big, big parties. Well, that was, remember uh, uh, Rob Kaufman took that 200-and-some-thousand-dollar GTX, tried to do a burnout with it, <laughs> threw yeah. the drive shaft, had it in reverse, and threw the drive shaft out of it on the ground. God, that was funny. <laughs> It seems that we've broken a suspension component we, we, of some sort. We, no have, we have had no, a No, that's the dry shaft. If <laughs> you let it roll up a little bit, I'll show you. It's right <laughs> behind it. Back there. By the way, it just beat the hell out of the floorboard <laughs> of this thing. So you talk about celebrating your wins, right? You go from RCR to MWR, have success there. It goes away. Talk about that. It's not worth talking about anymore. We all no, know it literally went away. It went away. It evaporated. 
<laughs> That's true. I'm back with you on that. I wasn't going to make you relive it because I there actually. There is nothing neater than signing a contract. Like the weight is lifted off your shoulder. Knowing so this is the second time. You don't have that contract home. too, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one was not worth uh, much. But uh, uh, literally, like, yeah, I'm set. I'm set for three years. I know yeah. what I'm doing, know where I'm at, know where I'm, you know, what helmet I'm putting on, what car I'm getting in, where I'm going to work. Well, sometimes that changes. Yeah. When the guy says I am, uh, we're, I'm just done. Like, uh, not having any fun anymore. Like, what do you mean quit. you're done? Like, like today well, or just piece of fancy piece of paper you handed me right. says otherwise. But now, now they can do that. They can just stop. And uh, that was a. Uh, that was an interesting, interesting um, time in my life, and and I learned a lot with the sport. I learned a lot in business, really. You know, mm-hmm. um, difficult man. Things the sport had changed, going through a, a, a huge, um, you know, just change in, in in the way the business side of it worked. I mean, I remember the day. I'm not kidding. When I first came to RCR, he had six sponsors that were full primary sponsors on the desk. You literally chose which one worked best with the other partners on the car right which worked best with your personalities with with the the you know the uh and they picked jack you know, daniels but yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was a hell of I've yeah whew. but so yeah i mean that that's those are the the times where we were at of, of having a list of sponsors that were multi 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 million dollar sponsors to to you know begging and and, and selling your butt off for them so i want to talk about so that deal goes away you get the deal to go to SHR, but it's a year away. So you bridge it with a year at H. Scott. I've always had screwed up deals, huh? Well, so you have. So, but, but is that me? It's, is it me or is this that is how I'm going to put I'm gonna, I think having that fun with people that have this many screwed up deals don't persevere. So I'm going to give you the fact <laughs> that you kept going through it as a, as a bit. But I want to talk about that year because I saw it with Kurt Busch. I've seen it with you, right? Yeah. When you have driven really great equipment. Yeah, and I'm not taking anything away. Everyone that H. Scott for what they had to work right. They worked as hard as they could, but that was a major shift. Oh, showing yeah. up, trying to win. So you that know, was the, it, probably the fifth time in my life I learned you can't polish a turd. I mean, right? It just will only it just can only go so fast. It's, just, it's still a turd. But how did you? My point though is now looking back. What did that year do? Forgot we're on television. That's okay. Here. We got it. We got it all. They've moved it a couple times. How's, uh, how's it's my only, face look? On it's digital. He's TV been chasing TV. you. He's been chasing you. But that year, what did you learn that year? Other than that, though, behind the wheel, racing against these guys, running on the racetrack, I learned. Learned again. I learned a lot about life. I learned a lot about uh, business. Is what I learned. Right. And and how to to treat people, how not to treat people, basically, and. Um, and how to appreciate the good times. You know, when I got my opportunity again, a year and a half had to wait on that thing. Mm-hmm. And don't you think, remember when he got hurt? Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yes. I got this. Well, hey, back to them contract things. What, what's that deal look like? This dude can't get in his car. Don't you let me get up. I need in that car if it's an opportunity, you know. But they he went already signed your life away. To the, yeah. They, they went got and got Burton. Burton. Put Burton in it. <laughs> Drug him out of retirement. With his bifocals, put him <laughs> in that damn thing, but uh, um, just chomping at the bit of that opportunity to get back in right. good cars. But that's where the appreciation comes from. But a- again, probably the most that I learned about that is the appreciation for people. I felt so bad for those guys working there. Tried to do, you know, we'd go to lunch, we'd yeah, do right, whatever. Right. I mean, those guys working their asses off, and 
you knew no matter how hard you worked, right. like, again, it's a turd. you got to like, have the parts and the pieces and yeah, the budget. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to have all of that established. Right. And, and we were just all, by the time it was halfway through the season, it was very apparent what was going on. And then it was like, now I just felt bad for those guys. Right. You know, it was, it was tough. It was a really tough year. But then you bounce back and you get in the 14 car. Oh. I was going to say. How good did it feel? Bias fit right in it. Forget, forget Daytona. I want to know. I was really, you know, first you worried test. about filling people's shoes. Yeah, right. Didn't have to worry about filling a seat in his. <laughs> I was good. I went right in that you baby. Slid right in. By the time he was ready for retirement, I guarantee you, about anybody, uh, Newman maybe, but about anybody else could have fit in that seat. <laughs> oh, Stewart had her. Had, <laughs> some, had some room. Oh boy! Remember, he's still your owner. That's an interesting. Yes. So, so listen, no, you got in that car and it's great. Yeah. And this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you here. So I've known you a long time, a lot of celebrations. Right. <clears throat> How much different was it getting through that valley, coming back to win, winning with your family? I mean, there's a lot of layers to your big oh, breakthrough yeah. win here. Yeah. Um, like, have you ha, – ha, as you know, you're still driving. Coming back to Martinsville, this is still that one track that I, I – re- God, I watched your ass celebrate. I won my first and last smile. race here as a crew chief. Yeah, Bookended it. Yeah, look at Book your driver. It. Like – Really? Well, what with Gordon and Dale Jr.? Well, that's true. Passed the 14 car, actually. I saw it doored the hell Dored out of him, him, by the way. I don't way. know if we technically – we went past, but it was more of a – No, I, I just saw it, actually, this yeah. morning. Doored the hell out of him. I mean, we had new shoes, buddy. We were I mean, coming that's through. that's Mr. Respected Jesus himself out there. Gordon was coming. Doored the hell out of him. I think I was, through. I was on the radio, be like, don't waste any time. Because <laughs> well, Gordon he did. Gordon he heard you coming. loud and clear. I was telling Boom! you. Boom! Knocks yeah. him out of the way. By the way, uh, folks, we are still, we are under, still under a red flag. Uh, red flag. Actually, it's just been lifted, but uh, looks like half of Daytona Beach is on the back straightaway. That'll be interesting to see how these cars do. 17 still needing pushed off of pit road, and it is at least three foot shorter than it was the last time it was on the racetrack. So it'll be uh, definitely interesting. Keep I love an eye this on place. That love I this love place. this racetrack. I'm telling you, it's we so talk good. about you know, racetracks. Your stuff look good today. Well, damn right. <laughs> Learn from you. <laughs> Learn from chasing you all these years. But again, going back to that win, to yeah, this is a problem with these what podcasts. Yeah. Is you put two people with ADD on it's it. It's fine, man. This it's is the worst damn My show. podcast is a driving There's podcast. No possible way that we'll probably ever get it. It'll be the back. biggest numbers ever you watch. No. People pl- plugging in, drive up the road. So. Blue Def diesel exhaust fluid. Hope this is a big number thing. See, right. we're going to get your stuff on here. Damn right. So, this racetrack, MWR, how many times did we knock on your door? Like, had a couple opportunities. Mm-hmm. Literally knocked on your door once. <laughs> That, that didn't I can't believe Rick would good. ever get you a car ever again after that one. Three I, wide. Wrecked us all going into one. You dumbasses didn't take tires. Like, you were done. I had you cooked. Like, I, the race was mine to win, and Newman, God, he's a pain in my ass, <laughs> decided the race needed to be one getting into one. I had this deal masterminded. I'm going to roll around both of you guys off of two and ride off into the sunset. Newman had a different idea and tried to take us three wide or 17 wide getting into one. Yeah. Pushed me. In an opportunity that I didn't want to take. I, the opportunity that I envisioned was to pass you off a two. Not a in. Not you, in to one you were and an wreck us guy. all. You did wreck us and all. And then when I doored him, I was thinking, man, I'll just throttle up here and I'll be all right. And then he throttled up into my right rear, mm. which was very, very smart, and spun me out, junked all of us. That sucked so bad. But that was, again, knocking on the door to an opportunity, and it, it slipped by. So to be able to win 
and, and you know, by the way, a win that was a long time coming. It was getting to a situation in my career where I needed to step up to the plate and, and get it done or, or I was not going to be able to get it done. We got the call for some fine adjustments, so we stopped down so Clint could do his driver duty before qualifying. I yeah, appreciate Kurt, that. Yeah, Kurt, you called. Just want to know, uh, here's the thing about how this world's changed since you've been in it. I mean, you know, you used to go through qualifying session yeah. as its own identity, right, its own deal. Now you've got to make some race decisions knowing as you run 500 laps around here, track's changing. It's going to tighten up throughout right. that race. Uh, you know, do we put more right rear spring in and let, you know, wedge is an easy thing because you can kind of inch that stuff in. You start talking about rubbers or something like that. That's today's day and age. You can't afford to do that. That's too long of a pit stop, too big of a gamble. Um, and, and those teams, you're going to get buried in traffic. Too hard to right. pass, too hard to make up but for that. From what I've seen this weekend, too, I don't think tires are going to matter anywhere near as much as track position. You can probably I was here. We tested down. here, actually, just yeah, a under month the lights, ago right? or something. Well, I did one, one night or whatever, but uh, it's just – Tire does the same thing, lap after lap after lap. Right. My opinion, Goodyear's done. If this is how I, was, I always wondered how I was going to get fired on a podcast. This is going to be it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, it'll be Steve Latart's fault. Um, <laughs> literally came to. Oh, number forty-nine. Oh boy. Spun out. Drive it over the curb. Uh, did a test here. Brought typical five or six different yeah, sets. Right. I'm like, hey man, coming to this deal. Told him the goal. We've got to come up with a tire that wears. The last couple times here, tires don't wear. This is an issue. We've got to be able to wear to change up your driving line, change some things up, need some wear, get here. None. And when I say none, yeah, you can go out and run 40, 45 laps and come in and they do wears on the left sides. None. Mm -hmm. The wears, you look at your sheet and you're like, hey, 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 you forgot to fill out the left sides. Like, what? what's wrong with the computer? Yeah, right. No, no, zero. Zero, zero, zero. Well, because it matters. I mean, it's Sonoma. Five different places. Zero. Zero on the left sides. <laughs> Six different compounds. Zero. Zero. Got to fix that problem yeah. before we ever attack any other problems. Because you want to be able to peel some tires. You know, throw tires, tires have and to <laughs> matter. And go. Have to matter yeah. on a track like well, this. Well, the races we were talking about, the reason you were going to – You, you cannot run. three wide is because you had those tires. If you can run 200 tires. laps around this – Oh, by the way, you could have ran that tire – 3,000 laps from our our, our data. Yeah. It would have 3,000 laps and then drove home on them. <laughs> My point is this. Goodyear somehow, some way, has figured out how to build the best yeah. tire in existence. Right. People listening at home, if you have an opportunity <laughs> to retread your boots, put Goodyear rubber on them. Lifetime, I'm talking lifetime guaranteed stuff. <laughs> they do not wear out. If you can put them on a race car and go 3,000 laps yeah. wide open around this place and they don't wear out, that's the best rubber ever. You could do a lot with that rubber. <laughs> a lot. So I'm gonna But I don't think it's the best thing for our sport. We've got no. to figure out how to make them wear out. That wear was an integral part of, of the product of, of our sport. It makes you put put some tires on. We've talked a lot about racing. I have some other stuff we're going to talk about, but real quick, I do this with everybody, quick hitters. Five simple quick hitters. This should be pretty easy. I'm scared to go to this first one after our first conversation. So quick hitters with Clint Boyer. What's your go-to drink when you go out? Everybody has to have a go-to. <laughs> Jack and Coke. <laughs> Jack and Coke. Shocked. <laughs> no, but I honestly, uh, uh, my buddy Blake has his own vodka company. Oh, yeah, there you since, go. You know, 
Again. You should tell him he needs a sponsor. I don't know podcast. that perks. Some perks aren't worth it. Some perks are dangerous. Yeah. You have a friend with a vodka deal. That's bad. Like you get cases of vodka. You don't get a <laughs> bottle. You get cases. That's like your friends come over and like, dude. I've had my wife's friends look at me like, uh, you have. Uh, I mean. Have like four cases of vodka on your ground. What? You got a problem here? That nobody does. Like, no, damn it, man! It, they don't send a bottle. They send cases. So, um, you my know, rule good of thumb is you don't run. You don't ever run out of liquor sober. A so. good vodka is a good drink. But I was always told if you if you find yourself drinking nothing but vodka, you're almost drunk. <laughs> That's probably a good good rule of thumb. All right, better barbecue, KC or NC. Are you out of your damn mind? I just need the answer. How could you possibly even ask that question? All right, I'm That's the dumbest question I've ever right, been asked so on that, We're going to call that a KC solid That win. is a, a big yes. Okay. Kansas or K-State? Kansas, and this is why. All right. Again, man. When you live in Emporia, people go to Emporia State, which is a great university, teachers college, you know, very well-known and respected, good college, um, great campus. Or you go to K-State. The farmers, the drinkers, all the all the cowboys, they all went to K State. Ah. All the good looking girls, they all went to KU. Mm. KU it is. KU it is. KU it is. They went. All right, football or hoops. I know you're a racing guy, but football or hoops. Football. Okay. And again, if you're a Kansan, now that I love KU, you know you got, you don't talk much football about <laughs> KU. Say, like Get football. real quiet. <laughs> Get real quiet. Football season. Get real loud in hoop season. Yeah, March it gets a little noisy. All yeah. right, this one here. Are you a day drinker or a night drinker? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think they both work well. <laughs> I'm a better day drinker. I'm a, I can stay up late if I don't drink, but if not, i got to go to bed. I have I'm that old. problem. And my I'm wife, I, I don't feel as if that happens, but my wife has enlightened me to the fact where I need to be a night drinker because if I'm a day drinker, it turns into just a night drinker right. that is in really bad shape. <laughs> just start ahead of the pack. Everybody else always said, you know, the old theory, you know, on your vacation, well, I would do a little day drink and be in bed. Or yeah, right. No. <laughs> no, that just means you get a hell of a run at it of that <laughs> hangover and how bad you're going to feel the next morning. Oh, That's just more drinking is I what like that means. I like that. All right, quick hitters with Clint Boyer. I like them all. All right, we're going to shift from racing to life here. Oh, God. I've known you a long time. Oh! Oh, he had to run up Who front to get that? spun uh, around. Uh, 52, right? I don't do trucks, man. I don't. Yeah, know. you do. It's fit. You're a fan, aren't you? I am a fan. But what I is his name? Uh, Stewart. Oh, Freeson. Freeson. I knew Didn't that. Didn't he win Eldora? Somehow, some way. You know how your kids going back to life, and this will this will load you right up. My well, kid Cash going. is a huge Stuart Friesen fan. Really? And I have no idea why. <laughs> and honestly, he doesn't know why. But, but that's his guy? That's his guy. So, listen, I have kids. They're older now, 8th grade and 10th grade. I mean, there's nothing like them in my mind. I mean, uh, could you ever have dreamt what it was going to be like? No. And really, the only thing that you, again, I probably wouldn't trade it. But the only thing you'd probably do any different is, is have them a little sooner. <laughs> well, so I did. I had my son at 24. Yeah, mine was 34. <laughs> <laughs> my, do you I don't like, know that I would have probably had kids if, or, or if, if, yeah. if they would have still been under the same roof if <laughs> I'd have had them at 24. Right. But, uh, uh, no, man, it's it's so fun. I just said something yesterday. I come home and my wife, a spray chalk. Chalk. Oh, I saw the picture. Sidewalk chalk has come a long ways, mm -hmm. man. It's no longer – you don't have to use it. It's yeah. a spray can. <laughs> My, dude. I saw your driveway. Everything. Was was I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> like you've worked your whole life to get something nice. Boy, you protect that. Yeah, right. It's got to have it right. Yeah. My dad always said, he's like, you'll see, boy. 
You'll see every time you screwed something up. Mm-hmm. One of these days, you'll see. He laughs. I get so pissed off. <laughs> My nephew <laughs> smoked the damn gutter the other day, pinched it in half, like washing him on the floor with it. Uh, 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 boom! Like, stop! Damn. <laughs> all right. It's all good. Raising kids, having fun, you know. Like, That's awesome. Six years ago, that would have you went through the roof. Right. Like, ah! Devastation, DEFCON 5, this is the worst thing that ever happened. You know, really, now you just laugh. It's all about, uh, you. really, you're living your life for your kids, just like your parents did. Right. Like, you know, looking back on it now and, and how we were raised, how we were at the racetrack, the sacrifices that my dad was doing. Like, you're to the, I don't even not sure that, that I'm, I got it, man. I, I'm I, like, Dad, what in the hell were you thinking? Right. 13-hour drive to Lake Whitney, Texas on a Sunday afternoon summer series. Like, one day, that's it. You didn't go for like a three or four day race, a big deal. Every weekend, thirteen hours, one way. Like, damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm in some racing, but uh, my dad. Uh, so we need won a driver. A, we won a dirt race about a month ago, and my dad's exact quote was, "If I knew how enjoyable it was to have grandkids, I wouldn't have had kids." <laughs> I was like, "That's not how it works. It would have. I could have skipped right over you." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, thanks, Dad," but that was his. Oh, uh, it's crazy. It's it is fun, man, and I tell you. I, Blessed to have one of each, which yep. is same. Here. I was scared to death, man. Grew up with two brothers, three of us. You know, boys, boys, boys. You, knew you were going to have the them, boys. right? Like boys, you know, ain't no girls in the end of the deal. Now my my older brother's got two girls. Casey's got a girl. I got a girl. Like girls, goddamn dolls in the shower and stuff. Like trying tripping. Oh, you know, it's okay if you're tripping over. You know. Chase Elliott's car in the yeah, right. Oh yeah, totally. right, I get that, yep. man. You know, sprint car, boy, sprint cars suck. Yeah, you step on wing. a sprint car with a wing <laughs> on. Oh, oh! <laughs> you know, your dad always bitched about you know stepping on a matchbox right, car right. or stuff. You step on a sprint car, that's bad. <laughs> that wing could do some oh, damage. Oh yeah, but now we've got dolls and hair and pink. I mean, like, I love it, dude. This is all new. Uncharted water for sure. I love it. I love it. We're all going to be punished. That's that's our, our daughters are going to punish us. I'm sure. And then you have your love friends it. like they start dating. <laughs> hey. That maybe that was part of my strategy. Like he did. He knew that I wasn't capable of dealing with something like that. Yeah. So he made me have kids at such a late age that I probably won't be around to see. Well. It. So yeah, I got to thinking about it the other day. I'm like, Laura, we're going to be like 70. Like, because <laughs> we're the same age, right? Yeah. Somehow. We're the same. You look like 20 years older than I am. Though. <laughs> Listen, it's been a rough go of it. I, <laughs> hey, I'm uh, four years from an empty nester. So, I know it. So I'll, I'll, I'll be calling you up. You still have a thing. So let's talk about that. Okay, re-signed your deal. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask a time frame, but on the horizon, like, do you have personal you? Oh, boy, did I break something? Do you have personal goals? Do you just say, you know, I just want to keep being competitive? Like when you look competitive. at your career, just yep, competitive. Yeah, I know where you're going. Competitive, man. That, that's the answer. Yep. When you when you stop being competitive, um, you know, I think that's it. And, and I really think uh, when you just – you don't want to go to the track anymore. You know, and it's crazy yep. to think that, that that day is, is maybe on the horizon or even a possibility mm-hmm. because you've lived your whole life for that. Like, literally, the week drags on because you're ready to go to the damn racetrack. Yeah, like, right? let's go. Y- you know what I mean? Like, Tuesday sucks because – Wednesday's before Thursday, and Thursday you're leaving to go to the racetrack. Like, that's the way you think your whole life. And, you know, I mean, there's – I tell you, 2016 is the first time I was ever – I was to that point. I, did, I was done, man. I was like – This is not fun. What are we doing? Right. Like, 
this is literally not fun at all. Did that help clear it up now? Because you felt that in 16, I'm you say, listen, right I'm not now, doing that again. My wife and, and having a two-year-old, like my kid was, you, you yep. know, that was the only thing. Like I was completely dejected. Yep. Like you've worked your whole life and have been pretty good at something, and, and you do it because you're competitive and you feel like you can make a difference. You can make a right. difference. I didn't feel that. It was the first time ever in my life is like, it doesn't matter if I try 100% or 10%. You're going to you're gonna finish right. somewhere from 28th to 30th. Like, that was where it was going to be, at your best effort or your worst effort. Right. It was That's where it was going to be. That sucked. I don't ever want to get that. As long as you can be in competitive equipment, be an asset to somebody, an organization, to a sport, or anything in between. I think, you know, times are – are interesting right now in our sport, and and I think they're going to get very interesting in, in the short future. I think it's going to get sorted out, right. but we've got a lot of changing on our horizon. You've got younger drivers coming in, which is a good thing, but you've always had, whoa, we're three wide for the lead here. With How many laps is this race? 200? 200. we got 44 Inside to go. 50. Oh, boy. That's a good run three on wide, the bottom. Three wide, baby. That's a good run on the bottom. I don't know. That Chastain's doing some serious blocking. Oh, he dove her down in there. Oh, he slid up. The two car gets into the three wide again. <laughs> All right. That's it. Listen, I'm not going to keep going when the race is going on. Oh, I know. We had some good stuff going on. It's it's fun uh, to see. You know, every now and then as somebody that isn't diagnosed with ADD that realized that it just happened and that was. <laughs> All right, Clint Boyer on location, Marshall Speedway. Clint, thanks for joining, man. It's been exciting. It's We've been, been on location. We've covered Steve a lot of stuff. On location. No beer. We're we have fix zero that. sponsors for the podcast. That's that's going to change. I hate to say that. You're not using my sponsors. I you, see. So you're you plugged mine a couple times. <laughs> I like that. Trying to backdoor me I'm on I'm coming right in. Nah. It's just an addition to having nah. a car. That's not how it works. All right. Thanks. If for I find my sponsor <laughs> on the side of your koozies <laughs> from location, I'm Listen, coming man, after your I got ass. a micro sprint running a 2020. I need something I for that 15-year-old. Hey, how much set of tires for a micro sprint these days? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just moving out of the you outlaw car. Got a sponsor cards. for that, too? Got a, you're looking at the sponsor right you now. You got a micro? I'm, yeah, we got one on the way. Got a so, hyper coming. So the, that's what they're going to run at Millbridge. Yes. Is a micro Oh, sprints. they are? Yeah, the 500s, listen. So they flip hard enough for the 500s? Well, but here's the thing, though. Faster. But the, micro, the micros run the same lap time because they're a little heavier, bigger, the track. You know, it's actually a small track for them. Oh, they do? Yeah. Huh. So it'll be good. It'll be good. All right, there you have it. Latart on location. Clint Boyer from Martinsville. Subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.